Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. On 103.7 The Buzz. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. One, two. Mm, that one was hung, and this one is shot to right field. That one is towards the wall. It's over. The eyes, the cognition, and the bat speed is eighth grade. Coach said, that guy can play varsity for me right now. Leaves the yard. Dylan Cruz, 18th of the year, 5-0 Tigers. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. out of bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a wide open Wednesday, folks. So anything in the sports world that you want to talk about, hit us up with it. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Wrecker Live Fan Feedback. After me on Twitter, at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And today, going to have a loaded show for you, because Pat Bradley is going to be joining us, thanks to Motorsports Authority. Always looking forward to catching up with him there in the 2 o'clock hour. We're also going to be joined by Noah Washington, who is a student at the University of Arkansas and does a really interesting YouTube series with Razorback student-athletes called The Riding Around Show. And we'll talk about that with him and kind of his creation of that. And if you haven't had a chance to check it out, strongly encourage it. But he's going to join us for a few minutes just to kind of talk about that and his journey. And then in the 3 o'clock hour, we'll talk a little Florida because we know that not only are they in the World Series still uh, trying to win another one under Kevin O'Sullivan, but also going to talk uh, some football because Arkansas does play them this upcoming season. And they've been in the news for some random crazy stuff with the recruitment with him and them and Ole Miss and uh, the, the Austin kid. It's just been really weird. So we'll talk to him about all of that. And it's Andrew Spivey of GatorCountry.com. And uh, we'll get to all your phone calls and messages, of course, and get to some headlines and try to drive it all through, too. And I guess today is uh, officially the first day of summer, so uh, happy uh, summer solstice as well. Is it always the same day, or is it just it this is. time? Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's the same day. Just okay. like when fall comes, it's the same day. Okay, Okay. because yeah, this is, I guess, technically going to be the longest day, sunrise, sunset, uh, that we ever have, which I actually enjoy summer solstice. I think it's always kind of cool to, you know, be nine o'clock at night and you look outside and there's still some uh, remnants of the sun being out. But uh, even though it's felt like summer for a few days now, it's officially arrived and uh, it's only going to get hotter this week. I so know. I, I kept seeing. We the, can feel the beginning of it for sure. I'd say I kept seeing the weather in the, you know, just kind of looking at the the ten day forecast and everything. And it was crazy because I saw Sunday. I was like, oh, well, there, wow, there's a 70% chance of rain. It looks like there's going to be storms again this weekend. But the high's 102. There, when it's supposed to be raining, I thought that was supposed to have things cooled off and everything like that. Maybe the rain will do that once it arrives or if it arrives. But, uh, yeah, that's just uh, going to be the upper 90s and mid-90s and sometimes even hitting the triple digits here in the next week or so. So pretty miserable, pretty miserable. But that's why you just got to be thankful for having air conditioning and uh, being able to work inside and, uh, always remember to bring your dogs and pets inside too, folks. During this time, it gets uh, it's pretty nasty out there. But uh, I didn't. I love summertime. I pref- we've, we've talked about it many times. I prefer warm weather. But there's like there's always a line that gets drawn. You know, like that's when it gets to the to upper 90s and the hundreds. I'm like, you know what? Uh, warm weather isn't all that great. But if you could, it's, yeah, I'm not going to be in Arkansas because this is never going to happen here, at least consistently. But you can get to like the 80, 85. 
in that range. That's good enough for me. That's the good warm weather <laughs> summer time. But in Arkansas, it still has humidity though. Oh yeah, that's which, the difference. Oh yeah, that that's awesome. I, I, or awful. I love how people always bring up, uh, you know, temperatures like, well, it's a dry heat out some so and so. It's like, yeah, that's fine, but still hot. But in here, it's like get triple digits and the humidity to go along with it. It just makes it that much more miserable. Yeah, but like eighty five. 85 here is different from 85 in For LA. Sure. It, For sure. It's totally different, especially because you have that breeze coming off the ocean. So, uh, yeah, that's something that does feel a lot different. Yeah, when it gets to, to that point. In fact, I was listening to the interview that the guys on the zone had with Austin Reeves yesterday, and that was one of the things he talked about living in Los Angeles is he just golfs year round and he loves having that, where the, you know, the temperature doesn't really change as far as from the 60 degree to the 85 degree range all year. And you know, it's always sunshine, and he's like, that's the positive of being out there. You can just golf any time. I was like, you know what? I would never move to L.A., but, man, that sounds pretty pretty appealing if you can just golf year-round and kind of keep the temperature that way. And on top of the fact that, you know, the humidity won't be as high compared to what maybe it'd be during most of the time here in the summer. They had a, an abnormal winter. They had some, some weather that was out of the norm where they had some snow coming in for a few days. So, uh you know, it, it weather can be, it can change, forever change, wherever you are, but we're used to certain constants with certain places or whatever, but yeah, every now and then it will step out of the norm, and that's something that happened this past winter in L.A. Yeah, it happened there. It didn't, wasn't there some in like Miami or South Florida, too, here recently over the past few years that they had some snow or, or something like that? Oh, they, they think when it hits about 55 <laughs> that they, that's out of the norm for them, and it's really cold. Yeah, they start closing schools down if it's like 55 degrees outside, something like that. Yeah, well, you don't have to worry about that here in Arkansas because uh, we get all four seasons, and nothing is out of the ordinary for us because it's always out of the ordinary each and every time uh you know we've seen snow in may we've seen temperatures in the upper 90s in the month of october we've seen a may where it gets down to below freezing you just you never really know of what's going to be going on there but it is a warm one today and it is summertime today and it's a wide open wednesday today so we're going to have some fun with that too and you know uh the college world series is uh starting there I had some good games last night and it's another good thing is we have the another game going on during our show today and Already, Florida has jumped out to a 2-0 lead just on TCU. Yeah, just uh, cranked it out. 14 pitches there for TCU, and Florida's already on top. TCU's trying to avoid going home, but uh, we'll keep you updated on that throughout the whole show. But Top of the first man. inning, so they got a long way to go. Oh, yeah. I mean, this listen, we saw how many runs TCU is capable of scoring when they played Arkansas. Two runs ain't nothing. Uh, but I will say, though, yesterday, because we got a chance to see the Oral Roberts game and how they uh, ended up actually losing to TCU, but last night's game with uh, uh, Tennessee and LSU, two SEC foes, you know, I was looking forward to it. A lot of us were looking forward to it. We were doing a little previewing of it with uh, Matt Muso yesterday. And uh, what a performance out of LSU. Uh, I, was, I, th- I felt like LSU was going to win, but I didn't expect them to be as dominant in the pitching and completely and totally shutting Tennessee out. Like That was just a stellar performance in that moment. I got to beat Wake Forest twice, so that's going to be a tough challenge, but... Uh, they answered the call very well last night, especially defensively shutting down Tennessee. Yeah, they had a, uh, a couple of pitchers that had some really good performances, and they only used two. So they had so many available to them yesterday, and that was a good sign for them that they were able to get through the game with only using two pitchers. Yeah, Nate Akinhausen, I think is how you say his name, but uh, he was the guy that really came in for LSU and, and did some big-time things, and I thought it was funny that uh, they uh, he apparently got a text from Jay Johnson, the head coach, at 8.56 in the morning uh, yesterday saying, hey, you're going to make your first start for LSU ever in less than 12 hours, so you better get ready in the College World Series. Like, And he was, uh, he's like, I texted him and said I'd give him all the way that he got. So what a, kind of a cool story there where, you know, he hadn't started all year long, and, you know, in that moment, he's like, hey, 12 hours, hey, got to go. And to answer the call that way and to be as dominant as he was, uh, that's a pretty cool little story there of not only him answering the call, but just uh, LSU being able to back him up and score enough runs and be extremely dominant as you said use very little pitching or as as little pitching you could possibly use when you know you're going to need all the hands on deck for the two games or at least the possible two games you could have today and the pitcher that got the save he comes cooper he comes in and he got out of a jam where tennessee had a chance to score some runs and make it a closer game but he was able to get out of it and he was excited as he was leaving the mound they even flashed back to an earlier game where he's saying, they can't touch me. Mm. And then they flash forward to this one where he was saying something coming off the mound. But 
He put on a nice performance to keep them from scoring, and LSU goes on to win 5 nothing. I know we've watched LSU play uh, a few times this year, and especially in this postseason, and I'm not doing any accusations or anything, but how is it that they have so many dudes that are just big boys? Like, just not like necessarily jacked, but just hefty dudes. Like, it's not an insult. I saw some of the, the pictures that they have coming out there. I'm like, this is a big old boy coming out there to pitch. And, you know, in baseball, you've seen some some hefty guys, especially on the mound, be very successful, even have some Hall of Fame-type careers. But even in the hitting, I just look at LSU, I'm like, man, they got some just big old dudes. And I, I was trying to, like, relate it to Arkansas in the time that I've watched the Razorbacks play baseball. I can never remember a time where they've had anybody look close to anything like those guys. Like, they've had some guys that have been bigger. But when you can see that dude come walking out there and he's on the mound and his pants look like a little too tight on him, but he's throwing gas down the middle, uh, it's, it's pretty impressive to see. But, man, it just feels like they have so many big dudes on that team. It may be a philosophy they have for how they recruit, the type of players that they recruit. Uh, well, listen, I, I, I respect it because they can play, and that's why they are in the position that they're in right now and in the performance that they've had. So uh, they, they got it going on. I thought it was last night funny, too, that – uh, Tony Vitello, the coach for Tennessee, getting a little bit frustrated uh, with the the scoring not coming, and uh, ended up uh, taking the little stools that they have in the dugout and just turning them upside down one by one, just going around saying, "Nope, no one's sitting. I'm not happy. We're not scoring. We're not getting our hits that we need to do. So no one's sitting down. Just trying to change the mojo, trying to change the vibes there in the dugout. But still didn't work. Man, yeah, it's I don't know what what could have worked. What kind of voodoo you could have done there in that dugout to to get it to go. So. Uh, but Tennessee's now bounced out, and Oral Roberts has bounced out. And if uh, Florida holds on today, TCU will be eliminated. And if Wake Forest holds on, they will be eliminated. And then there's your College World Series final of Wake Forest and Florida, which, ironically enough, the one seed and the two seed uh, overall nationally, those would be the, the two teams that you would see into the College World Series. So how crazy would that be where uh, you know, we'll see how that matchup plays out. But knowing how unpredictable baseball can be, especially heading into the postseason, especially in college, to see the two teams go chalk and be the two teams that end up playing in the College World Series final. Yeah, that'd be good, but um, they're in a good position right now because they only have to win one game to advance. They have to get beaten twice, have to lose twice for the other teams to advance. So that's uh, that's how it's lined up, but anything can happen in baseball. As we know, all it takes is just one good swing or one bad swing, if that's the case, too. Um did has Wake Forest lost in the World Series? They haven't no. lost yet. So no. yeah, they Wake Forest and Florida neither one have lost. Right, and that was the uh, impressive thing by what Wake Forest has been able to do is uh, you know be able to win those games. And I think it was the game against LSU the first time when they came back from behind down two zero, ended up winning three two. So both both games that they won, they were both three two. One run games. It goes, goes back to it, man. Just one swing. You know, it just thinks about the difference in those games. You're, if you're Wake Forest, you're in great shape right now, feeling good about it. But a couple of bad swings or a couple of bad plays, you're eliminated. That's how crazy close it is. But hey, we got a game going on right now. Again, we'll keep you updated on. We got some other stuff we'll get into in the world of sports, and we want to hear from you. Call or text in five zero one six six one one zero three seven. Phone lines and text lines will be open for you. You also got the Asher Wrecker live fan feedback. It is a wide-open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds, and we'll get to that and a lot more coming up next, so stay with us. then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. Sports Center. In Major League Baseball yesterday, the Cubs beat the Pirates 4 0 to push Pittsburgh's losing streak to 8 in a row. The NL Central is a close race as the Reds lead the division at 39 and 35, with the Brewers being second at 38 and 35. The Cubs are now in third at 35 and 38. Then the Pirates are in fourth with 34 and 38, and the Cardinals are in last at 31 and 43. The Arkansas Travelers fell to the Wichita Wind Surge 12 4 yesterday. They'll be back in action again today at 7 05. Coverage for that game can be heard on 1067 Buzz 2. And in the 
the latest mock draft by Bleacher Report this morning, Anthony Black is projected to go 6th overall to the Orlando Magic. They have Nick Smith Jr. going 21st overall to the Nets, Jordan Walsh going 27th overall to the Hornets, and Ricky Council the 4th going 53rd overall to the Timberwolves. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. Attention seafood lovers, Eat My Catfish is back open in Little Rock. The new Eat My Catfish in Riverdale is located in the Riverdale Shopping Center beside the movie theater and Ace Hardware. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. If you aren't using Mosquito Joe yet, what are you waiting for? Mosquito Joe provides customized mosquito control solutions specific to your property. It's not a one-size-fits-all deal. Whether it be our standard barrier treatments, a full-scale misting system, or maybe even Mosquito Joe's commercial-grade repellent systems for patios and special events, Mosquito Joe provides a satisfaction guarantee with everything we do. So stop smacking yourself in the face and visit arkansas.mosquitojoe.com. Do you have heart failure and often hear... Those stomach issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa. Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist and ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy, or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Hey, Jay, can you finish that induction range installation tomorrow? Orders have really amped up at Nate's Electric. We need to finish installing it first in Maine. Did we hear back from the grocery chain? It's no shock he needs electricians, like yesterday. Smart fridge. Everybody wants one of those these days. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Bubba Carpenter joins Justin and Wes in the zone every week this baseball season, presented by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Johnston's Home Center. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Vaughn into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. On 1037 The Buzz. Talking about everything in the sports world you want to talk about, 501-661-1037 is that number two call or to text in. And we just talk about baseball. How about that? TCU already scored a run during that commercial break. It's 2-1 now, Florida, up uh, just the bottom of the first. We could be in for a high-scoring affair, the way things are going right now. But, uh, yeah, again, we'll, we'll There's see the guy, Trey oh, Richardson, gosh, at the plate now. Got nightmares still from this dude. Yeah, six home runs on the year. 
like five of them won was against Arkansas. Pass ball. Gosh. DCU takes second base. So now I got a runner in scoring position. Good grief! Yeah, just like that, just like that, it turns the tide. But there are the two outs the in the inning. Yeah, so you can't. So uh, I don't know. I I just wish that Trey Richardson would be able to hit home runs. You know, other places too besides Baumwalker Stadium because that's uh, that was apparently uh, where he loved to be at, and they would probably love for him to to just knock one here and be able to take the lead. But man, he was. It, it's still one of the weirdest but greatest single performances I've seen in baseball, at least at Baumwalker Stadium from one particular player. As long as he can put the ball in play here, then we'll have a tie game. Yeah. I guess they're having to redo somebody's uh, glove there, too. The catcher's mitt. I uh, got the equipment manager in there stringing it along and trying to fix it up there, too. So I was see, uh, yeah, the the so people were complaining about the umpiring then last night in that game, too, and I thought it was fine. I, guess, I think people are just going to be mad no, no matter what if it's not perfect. It's like one bad, one bad strike call or one bad uh, ball. It's just like, ah, bring in robo-umps. It's like it's one call, man. They're not going to get them all right ever. No. No. Like not, nobody does. In, in any sport, in any official's capacity, even in the ones that are the best of the best, in the NBA or in the NFL or in Major League Baseball, you're never going to get them all right. But people just are going to be that way no matter what. But that probably leads more to the argument of bringing in robo-umps just to make sure they do get it right every time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all about that. Which, speaking of which, I actually uh, had a, a good friend of mine who was on social media yesterday uh, tweet out about one of the specials from Bet Saracen. I think it was one of the double R prop plays from Bet Saracen yesterday and had to deal with the Tennessee pitcher. Uh, now his name escapes me, the one that started. But either way, there was a special going on if uh, he could have the uh, more than I think it was more than seven and a half strikeouts and less than four and a half earned runs. And it was like plus like twelve hundred. And he was like, "Dude, you may want to get in on this. This guy does this, that, and the other." I was like, "All right." So I put twenty five bucks down on it. Got the victory on it too. But it's like, man, I need to start using you more. You're good <laughs> at that stuff. I'm just over here uh, going on a women of prayer when I'm using the Bet Saracen app. But he's got a system in place to. There's another pass ball, and it was ball four. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that one wasn't even close. Like that, that one was just about five feet above the catcher's head. It wasn't look like so. Yeah. So if if you make the catch cleanly there, you still just have a runner on second. You have two on, but first and second now it's first and third with a pass ball. Yep. Runners at the corners with two outs, and Kevin O'Sullivan's already heading out to the pitcher's mound after 29 pitches. Uh, looks like you see if he's going to make a change already. But yeah, and if you're Florida, it's not the start you wanted to see, especially when you've had the rest and you've had the. The guy to be able to step in there and, Better and keep be ready tra- for it. Track of those mound visits too. <laughs> yes, yeah. All right, yeah. We know we, how many there have been so far. We may need. We should do that for Kevin O'Sullivan during the show today. It's just anytime we see him take the take the mound, be like, all right, coach. There's one. I, I bet you anything that there's probably been a an assistant or a you know GA whoever. That he's like, okay, here on out, you're gonna sit there this pad and paper, and you're gonna track the amount of visits we get. In fact, that's what they're talking about right now on TV. He's visiting the mound and how he had to just roll with it, and it ended up being okay because they got out of the inning. But, well, what a, what a crazy story that is, and something I'm sure that won't happen again under Kevin O'Sullivan. I would be, I would be shocked if it did. So, uh, But, yeah, we'll keep you updated on that and uh, what's going on there, too. I know with, the, oh, with, go ahead. with a couple of pass balls there, going back to last night's game, we, you know, we talk about pass balls, walking. There were a couple of players that were hit by a pitch, and that kind of started an LSU run where they actually scored more runs at the time because they kept loading the bases, having runners on because of guys getting hit by pitches at the time. I think there was one guy, I think for Tennessee, that had back-to-back hit by pitches. He did. and then But he only threw three total pitches, and he got yanked. And then the <laughs> next pitcher comes in, and he hits a batter also. Yeah, that's, again, in this moment... I understand that sometimes it's pretty bright and and it can get to that point, but man, it, you can't have those types of plays being made. Uh, I was going to bring up because Kevin O'Sullivan they just showed also what his uh, shirt said on the back. I guess before the game, it said, "Yes, I can count to six is what it said on, <laughs> on the back of his well, at shirt. Least you can have fun with it. Oh yeah, and you can have fun with it in those situations where it worked out for you. Oh yeah, if it didn't work out. It's no fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people would uh, not be uh, very appreciative of that shirt, nor would it get made, but. I also want to be like, dude, coach, that's pretty quick turnaround on that shirt. Maybe someone sent it to him or something. Who went to the T-shirt shop there up in Omaha and said, hey, I need these colors and give me uh, this on the back of the shirt because my coach needs it right now. But, yeah, good to have fun with it and to move on from it. I'm sure his players uh, appreciated that as well. So, 
so bases loaded now with the bottom of the first. Still two outs, a one-two count. They did decide to, to leave their starter in. So you talk about a big spot here for Florida is holding on to that two-one lead. And, and you know they're they're trying to man <laughs> keep throwing it down <laughs> every, on the ground. Every pitch seems low now at this point. So it's up to the catcher to make sure they get in position and get in front of the ball and and stop it. It's probably why they needed another glove that they were fixing because he's having to go down to the dirt all the time and end up having some problems there. Goodness gracious! There like, was a catcher yesterday that took a shot off the leg also, and he was down for a while. Oof! Yeah. Well, there you go. Strike him out. And uh, Florida's able to get out of the inning. The base is loaded. So, nice little spot there. But Florida's up 2-1 heading now only into the second inning. So, it could be, uh, again, a pretty pretty high-scoring game for, for all intents and purposes. So, But we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, and some other news, though. Uh, I know with the NBA draft coming up uh, tomorrow, it, it's amazing. We had Chris Cordy on yesterday talking about, you know, the Houston Rockets because he's down there at Sports Talk 790 in Houston. And he even brought up the the possibility of Anthony Black getting drafted fourth overall to the Rockets. And, you know, when you hear that and it gets said, you're like, okay, you know, it's maybe they've talked about it and whatnot. Well, I actually uh, went and texted a, a few other of my uh, guys down there, at least in the Houston area, people that cover the Rockets and people I know. And they said, yeah, th- there's, there is some true smoke behind that where – they could draft Anthony Black at number four overall. And, man, wouldn't that be quite the story? Uh, and if you get drafted in the lottery in the top ten, it's a big deal. But to be a top five draft pick, uh, to go to the Houston Rockets, like Anthony Black, especially him being from the Texas area, the, that would be quite the accomplishment for him and for Arkansas and also uh, would be pretty surprising to a lot of people the way he's moved up the draft boards if that was happening where he could be drafted fourth overall. Yeah, he also is picking up steam where other teams are interested in to getting into the top five, trading into the top five, and possibly drafting Anthony Black. Now, the NBA, they do it differently where the draft order is set. Once, once the draft starts, the order is set. You can't do any trades with the teams themselves, but you can trade the rights to players. So the original team can draft the player. They trade the rights away to the other team that they're making a deal with. But once the draft order is set, and it's by a certain time, either later today or sometime tomorrow, once it's set, it's set. You can't move up and down the board. So why why is it that way in the NBA when it's that's, different? That's just the way that they choose to go about it. And they only do two rounds, so right. you don't want a lot of moving around up and down the board. But that's why teams get on the phone. They make deals in place to say, okay, we like this player. We basically want to trade for it. So if you'll draft that player, then you know we'll we'll get somebody that you really like if they're still there and available on the board, and we can trade the rights to the two players. Yeah, I've always wondered why that's been the case, because I think, uh, was it Scotty Pippen that had that happen to when he was drafted? Yeah, Scotty got drafted by a different organization. It wasn't the Bulls, but, uh, yeah. And, and it, Kobe Bryant was yeah, drafted that's by right. the Charlotte Hornets. That's right, yeah. So you, you talk about some uh, some big-time trades that happened with some big-time players, especially with Kobe Bryant. Because he went, was it the Hornets that he ended up being yeah. drafted by, and then they traded, was it Vladi Divac? Vladi. Vladi yes. Divac, yeah. Man, it's, it's just always those one of those things you look back on, like, what a... What would have been different, you know, if the Hornets just stuck with Kobe and had him on the team? Would he have been the all-time great that he was? Would he have won five titles there with the Hornets? Would uh, maybe eventually ended up with some other team? Hard to say, but those they are always those one-ifs. Right mix of players with the Lakers and Shaq coming in, Kobe being there, even drafting Derek Fisher in the first round that year. So they had the right mix of players. Robert Ory was a big part of it. So that uh, that all had to do with it. Okay, and uh, Tiger says that Scottie Pippen was drafted by the Supersonics. Oh, man. Yeah, bring back the Supersonics. Still want that team back. Hopefully here soon. Yeah, that, that you could play a, a game that way with the NBA draft as of, of far as what-ifs. You could do that for a lot of teams and, and a lot of different sports, but uh, especially in the NBA, the amount of what-ifs that's been thrown around. Uh, you know, like Michael Jordan, he wasn't drafted first overall. What if he was drafted first overall? I guess to the Blazers who had that first pick of the draft. Uh, same thing with like a Kevin Durant, where he was not drafted first overall, his second overall, because uh, Greg Oden went first to the Blazers. What, what, how would that have changed the trajectory of some of these uh, some of these guys and, and everything? Like, you could play a game of like that just to look at what if these guys end up being iconic players, Hall of Fame players, championship players. 
what if the way that it was at least a 50-50 shot of them getting drafted or maybe when they got traded, whatever it may have been on the day of the draft, how their careers would have been different as well as maybe those organizations that ended up drafting them would have been different too. Chris Webber, Penny Hardaway, traded for each other. That's Okay, so yeah, that's because is that when Webber went to the Kings? And, or how, how did that, no, or, no, Warriors. The Warriors, Warriors, okay. See, I, I've... Uh, I didn't. I guess I didn't realize so that. So Penny Hardaway was drafted by the Warriors at number three. Weber was drafted by the Magic at one, and they swapped the picks. Wow. They swapped players' rights. Wow. Well, has there been one recently that's been pretty big like that? Have, has happened? I feel like it's been pretty set in stone when they've drafted them. Uh, I'm yeah, sure there, there has been. There have been some, but, I mean, those are two players that were big in, in college basketball at the time and big names going into the NBA draft, and they're one and three. They get drafted respectively, and so that that's why that one stands out. Yeah, I mean that's that's what makes again. I've said it before. NBA free agency is fun, and those NBA drafts are fun because it's one of the few sports, if not the only sport, team sport that is, and, and major athletics, to where a one player can can be the difference. Like you see it in the NFL. Yes, getting a great quarterback can be what sets you over the edge, but without people for the quarterback to throw to or a line to block for them. The rest of it doesn't really matter. But in the NBA, especially, since there's only five people on the court at a time, one player can take you to heights that you've never even seen before. And I feel like that's probably why it's easier to look at some of those what-if scenarios in basketball because one player can just, not saying only win a championship, but it can be the difference from being a team that misses the playoffs to a team that wins a championship just depending on who that one player is. Chris Weber, there have been stories out about him that he was really lonely in California. He's from Michigan, and he would fly a lot of his friends in to just come hang out and spend time with him because he was a homebody. All he did was went to the gym, worked out, but stayed at home for the most part. So he would bring his friends in so he had people to hang out with. Also from the uh, text line, we got uh, one from Chris. He says this: they just did the whole player trade recently with Trey Young and Luca. Yep. Says it was exactly. the Hawks and the Mavericks. So yep. that is a big one. Uh, recently, and it's, and it's worked out uh, pretty well for both of them. Although, well, it seems like they're fits where they are. Right. And if they had it the other way around, it wouldn't be as fitting. Now we're talking about the results, so we know what it is. But it just seems that both players fit where they are. Now there has been talk about movement for Trey Young and possibly him not being with the Hawks anymore. Hmm. Uh, I mean, listen, great players are usually going to get moved if they're not having the the support system or at least the team that around him. But this is where I've softened my stance on players that may want out of their organizations or, or wherever they drafted them, especially at a young age, because of, like you said, fit. And it just goes to show you that if those two guys, we'll use the example of Luka as well as Trey Young, those guys would have stuck with those teams where Luka would have been with the Hawks and then Trey Young been with the Mavericks. Uh, could What it have looked like, we'll never know, but it could have been something that wasn't a fit for either of them. And it's just like, hey, w- neither of them are happy, neither of them are having the success that they feel like they should. And so they're like, hey, this, this isn't fitting. I need to go somewhere else that'll fit me. And they move on. So it's just a matter of who drafts you. You're kind of handcuffed by that, but I, I feel like when it comes to those players and they're trying to move on and make the best career move that they can possibly for them and they want out. Uh, you know, I used to look at it as I'm like, hey, stop, you know, don't need to quit on your team or whatever. Sometimes it is just about the fit and you need to find an organization that fits for you. And uh, a lot of cases when they do move on, it ends up being better for everybody involved, for the organization and for that particular player too. Seems like with players in the first round, as long as they are playing well, they'll stick with the organization, get that first big contract. And after that, if they're not in a position to possibly challenge for a championship, then they may be looking to move on. Yeah, well, it may, it may happen this year. I kind of will keep an eye on it to see, uh, tra- keep track of it to see if any players end up having a, a trade or you know get to draft by one team, go to a different team, whatever it may be. Uh, I'll, I'll be checking that out too. Honestly, you know what I want? And we won't know this for a few years, but I was going through and looking at the NBA draft picks that, say, Arkansas has had over the past you know, 20, 25 years. And they've had some really great players, and they've had some players that have had some long careers in the in the in the league, and have done a, a lot of great things too. Some of them still playing to this day. I would just like to have it to where there's another player that is like the guy on an NBA team, because really Joe Johnson's the only guy that has come close to that old ISO Joe. 
You know, he's played on a lot of teams where he was that guy. Like, he was the leader. He was the best player on the team, especially his day with the Hawks. And I would just like to see, maybe it's one of these guys that are on Arkansas currently. Maybe it's somebody that's in the league and gives them a few years. But I would just like to see a perennial, like, starter, all-star type of player uh, here uh, here very soon from Arkansas because it's great for him. And, again, I love Joe Johnson and love what he uh, was able to accomplish. But I would just like to see more of those. And hopefully maybe one of these guys can become that type of player when they get to the NBA over a few years. Well, you said something that was key there. So Joe Johnson being with the Hawks, he, you know, he originally was drafted by the Celtics right? and, you know, went to the Phoenix Suns also. So um, he moved around before he got to be that type of player. So it took some years. Right. And we know that right now that's what is in place where it takes time and NBA drafts on potential anyway. Yeah, because, it, it, listen, it could be – not saying Moses Moody would get to that point, but he's only been in the league for a couple of years. So who knows if he gets traded at some point and goes to a team that he just really is able to unleash him, maybe he starts becoming that guy. You know, maybe if this year with Anthony Black or Nick Smith Jr., uh, Jordan Walsh, Ricky Council, whoever it may be, maybe they put themselves in a position to where they can become that type of player over time. It's just... It's very hard to do that at such a young age and to walk into a team unless you're a very special specimen and be able to do that. But uh, that's the one thing I feel like with Razorback basketball, as much as they've had uh, some really good teams and some really good players and some players that have played in the league, uh, compared to what uh, some of the other, like, you know, you just, it's funny to see some of these players and where they came from and went to college. You're like, man, how in the world did you not go to a, you know, a bigger school? And how are you doing the things you're doing? Like Steph Curry. And then, you know, you think about uh, a place like Arkansas. It's like Joe Johnson. Uh, of course, Ronnie Brewer had a nice career. Patrick Beverly still playing. Uh, you also have uh, some guys still in the league uh, from whether it was Bobby Portis, Daniel Gafford, whoever. But I just really hope one of these guys or one of these guys that are currently in the league end up being that guy for an NBA team. I think that just would be really cool for them, of course, but also uh, just for the state of Arkansas in general to be able to bring more people and have that attention where it's like, hey, I, this is my favorite team now because I'm seeing this guy from Arkansas being that guy on that team. So, and maybe one day. We're, you know, there are possibilities that we've talked about Anthony Black and where he could go in the draft. You could have some Razorback players playing together if he happened to go to the Wizards, but looks like he could possibly go before that with all the talk that's been around recently. Yeah, just put them all on OKC. Apparently that's the place where uh, Razorbacks go and play with Jalen Williams and Isaiah Joe already there and uh, just uh, keep moving them over there to, to that point. is Because uh, I was trying to think also of all the players that have played. Uh, those are the only Razorbacks that have played for Oklahoma State, I believe. Because I don't think Beverly did. Uh, maybe Ronnie had a little bit of a time there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, keep that. Because that's a good little connection there. Or Memphis. Memphis would be great, too. You know, just somewhere local or regional. They talk about Jordan Walsh possibly going to the Grizz. Now, that would be fun. That would be awesome if that happened. Uh, that would be awesome if that happened. Maybe one day they'll uh, get to that point and, uh, you know, Nick Smith or, or Black or Walsh or Counts, whoever it is, just want to see uh, them have the success that I know they're capable of and one that can bring Razorback fans and people in the state of Arkansas over to the NBA. Not saying there's no NBA fans, but those are the things and those are the reasons how people can get a lot more interested in the league itself. But I guess we'll have to wait a few years before we find that out, too. We are up against it. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get to what's trending in the world of sports. Have some uh, fun with those headlines and keep it moving on a wide open Wednesday as well as your phone calls and text messages, 501-661-1037. More Out of Bounds on the other side of the break. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Brewskies is the spot for lunch downtown. Burgers, wings, sandwiches, loaded fries, and healthy options like wraps and salads. Prepared from scratch daily and made hot and fresh to order. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m. and those drink specials go with everything on the menu. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. It's Whiskey Wednesdays at Brewskies and Poker Night. Two games nightly, first game at 7 p.m., cash prizes, and whiskey specials all day. Whiskey Wednesday and Poker Night, Wednesday at Brewskies. 
Honey, look, I just used AI to create this painting. That's great, but it can't go car shopping for us. Let's try it. Best deals on cars near me. The best deals near you are at Quaddy Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock. What's it doing? Oh, no. Must terminate COVID era loans and leases. And don't wait for AI to go haywire, because it's already here. This month, Watney Buick GMC is terminating loans and leases made during the COVID era and resetting their pricing with rebates, dealer discounts, and trade assistance. Call 501-945-4444 or see GuatneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Get to Guatney Buick and your current loan or lease will be terminated, terminated, Guatney for Buick, Guatney for GMC, Guatney for Life. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models. From transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. We're reminded of these words from the good book whenever we go weeks without rain. Thankfully, Arkansas is usually spared terrible droughts, one more blessing of living in the natural state. As a kid, you hate it when it rains. When you're older, you realize we just can't live without it. And when the rain started falling, we all said a prayer of thanks and sang along with the who who said, Let it rain. Let it all fall down on me. Double B's has a sensational cup of coffee waiting for you. Select the roast you want, and our bean-to-cup Renoco coffee will make your day, Pilgrim. We've got cappuccino, too. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Shh. <laughs> Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. (laughs) Dealing with HR is hard. There are 36 forms new employees have to fill out, a team handbook to read, company core values to memorize, and oh, by the way, you've got approximately zero room to make a mistake on their paperwork. Good luck. If you need help with HR, talk to the payroll company. They can handle recruiting, onboarding, HR best practices, handbooks and policies, payroll, and training. So all that's really left for you to do is take your new employees to lunch. Mmm. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Let me just quote the late, great Colonel Sanders, who said, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market, been doing it 60-plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. Get $2,000 off in-stock 2023 Equinox, up to $7,500 off new Silverados when you trade in a 2009 or newer. 5.9% is available for 72 months on Silverado when financing with GM and a well-qualified buyer. Everything new is as low as 699 through GM Financial. Pre-owns, they're good enough for mom. They wouldn't put you in a vehicle that they wouldn't feel comfortable putting their own mom in. They're going to go through, inspect them, and make sure they check out, just like a new vehicle. So make a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guadneychevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise the vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on a vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles 
It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It's a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. We'll get to what's trending in the world of sports in just a second. But uh, on our text line, Big John from Cabot says, uh, I believe Michael Qualls was at the Oklahoma City Thunder but got injured. I think that's what I remember, too. He didn't get drafted, but he was given a, an opportunity there and some and people feel played like for their G League affiliate for a bit right also. yeah some people feel like he would have been a draft pick because I believe he got hurt before the draft and uh, some people said that that hurt his stock but could have been a, a late second round pick something like that if he hadn't gotten injured because he definitely had a lot of upside and had developed and uh, man his athleticism and explosiveness was definitely there but yeah I do believe uh, I remember that as well so appreciate that big John all right, a few things going on in the world of sports, so let's talk about what's trending in them. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? Mention the College World Series. Two teams got eliminated yesterday with Oral Roberts in Tennessee. And today, you have Florida and TCU playing one another right now. 2-1, top of the third with Florida leading. But also tonight, you'll have LSU and Wake Forest. Both TCU and LSU have to win two against Florida and TCU and Wake Forest, respectively. So, uh, tall task, but is possible because in baseball... Anything can happen, but that's what the uh, field is looking like at this point in time. Also, in some uh, college basketball news, you know, we brought up Penny Hardaway earlier. Uh, He's the head coach of the Memphis Tigers. Well, he's been suspended three games by the NCAA for recruiting violations and violating head coach responsibility rules. Infraction panel announced Wednesday that violations are tied to two in-home visits in 2021 with a recruit from the high school class of 2023 who was referred to by the NCAA as a highly rated men's basketball prospect. In September of the recruit's junior year of high school, a Memphis assistant coach conducted an in-home visit with the prospect. And two weeks later, Hardaway also held an in-home visit with the recruit. According to NCAA rules, coaches can only have in-person contact with high school juniors at the prospect's school. So basically, they suspend him for three games for something really dumb that really doesn't matter. He just went to their house and visited them instead of actually visiting them at their school itself. So... They dish out punishment. Sometimes it takes a while, but we're talking just two years ago. So yeah. they came down with a decision here recently. It's just funny to me that that's a thing. Like that, you know, you think about what is going on in college athletics now and how crazy it's all changed. But something like that, it's like, eh, three game suspension can't be doing that. Because when I first saw the headline, I was like, oh, okay, was it tampering? Was it, uh, you know, maybe uh, doing doing something for an eligible player? No, it's just you went and did an in home visit when you can only visit them at your school. Uh, Also in some NBA news, Bruce Brown from the Denver Nuggets has declined his $6.8 million option to become a free agent. He was one of the catalysts for the reigning NBA champions with the Denver Nuggets, and he's unrestricted, too. And his agent, Ty Sullivan of CAAA Sports, told that to ESPN's Adrian Warjanowski. Brown, who said nobody wanted me when he hit free agent last summer before agreeing a deal with the Nuggets, should expect a far more robust market this season after playing a key role in the Denver's run to the NBA championship. Yeah, he, he's due for a big-time raise now. The Nuggets, they'll do something to try to keep him around, but could be more enticing to go somewhere else and make the money that he truly deserves. Uh, also, in some other NBA news, I was trying to reread this thing and, and really understand it because we know with the NBA draft coming up, uh, this according to Rod Boone, says that even though Michael Jordan has sold or at least said that he's selling the team to uh, out of the uh, primary and or at least the majority ownership, he's also going to have the final say in who the Hornets draft, which I thought was pretty fascinating because it's like I, I get it that if you're still there, you can still have the say, but if you're getting out of it, uh, you're just letting him have the final say in it, even though you're going to be moving on as an organization without him being the majority owner. It just seems kind of a an interesting way of going about it. He's still going to have stake in the franchise. He just won't be in the majority. So maybe this is a role that he continues in, not only for this draft, but maybe even future drafts because he still wants to be a part of it in some kind of way. So It's just the fact that he's going to be able to profit $3 billion from selling the major stake in it. Yeah, he seems to be uh, doing a good job with that whole business thing. But I guess... 
who who's most people have going at number two? Is it going to be? Oh, it's Brandon uh, Brad, Miller. Yeah, sure. Brandon Miller. That's yeah. And, and matter of fact, they said that Brandon Miller just had a workout for the Hornets recently, and that Jordan was really impressed, and he kind of separated himself from Scoot Henderson. Which Scoot Henderson, if you see some highlights on him, he's a really good player, and they've shown video of him, his team taking on Victor Wembanyama's team. And Scoot Henderson was getting into the lane and, you know, having some some shot fakes and making sure that his shot wasn't going to get blocked by Wimbenyama. And he was uh, he looked really good against him. So with Scoot, would he go third then, more than likely? Yeah. And so. Yeah, because those are the top three players. And then once you get the four, that's where it can kind of shift and it could be any player that's drafted at that point. And that starts opening up a little bit more, too. Uh, also, in some golf news, because it's always ongoing with the Live and whatnot, but the PGA Tour, the Live, and the Saudis are invited to a Senate hearing from the United States Senate. It's the Permanent Subcommittee of Investigations, part of the U.S. Senate, and they've invited uh, Jay Monahan as well as the CEO and Commissioner Greg Mo- Norman, and also uh, Yasir uh, Al-Rahman, the governor of Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, to testify July 11th hearing regarding the entity's planned alliance in men's professional golf. So, you know, it's just going to be where you got uh, everyone meeting with the United States Senate trying to figure out, all right, what's going on here? What's this alliance all about? And what, what is there any sort of foul play? But it seems pretty basic and pretty run-of-the-mill for what something like that would have to happen. So I don't think it's anything bad. It's just more like, let's all get on the same page and make sure there's no foul play going on here, especially when you're dealing with another government, especially when you're dealing with something as big as golf and how big of a thing that this has actually been when it comes to that partnership. They still have a lot of details that they need to get worked out. So a lot of that is going to happen behind closed doors, and then they'll let everybody know what that alliance is all about. As far as the public, now the question becomes, when do they let the players in on what the details are because the players they didn't find out about this merger until everybody else found out yeah and then finally i uh, also should have brought this up with the other nba but uh according to sources the nuggets have acquired first round pick from the pacers uh they're acquiring the 29th and the 32nd overall pick in the thursday draft trade with the indiana pacers the nuggets will send a 2024 first round pick and a 40th overall pick uh, in this year's draft to indiana as part of the deal so already have some uh, wheeling and dealing there when it comes to the picks and changing them around. But the Nuggets uh, looking to acquire a few more there, too. So there you have it. There's what's trending in the world of sports. We'll have some other headlines, some fun stories that we'll dive into in the second hour of the show. But coming up next, after the top of the hour update, we have Pat Bradley joining us thanks to Motorsports Authority. We'll talk some basketball with him, probably some baseball, probably about pretty much everything else because that's what we do with Pat Bradley. But we appreciate them, appreciate Motorsports Authority, and we'll have more Out of Bounds on a Wide Open Wednesday coming up next. Stay with us. Oakwan Racing Casino Resort presents the Great Arkansas Beer Festival Rock City Margarita Festival, Saturday, July 22nd. Go to 1037thebuzz.com for more. Hey, it's Joey and Ryan right here at Red River Dodge. We've got some huge discounts to tell you about. We're doing it again. 10000 off MS.